conversation about real lives as real moms. No matter what happens, it's probably fine. Hi, and welcome back to the It's Probably Fine podcast. I'm Joy, and I'm actually here all alone today. Kayla will be back, but she has had a week, y'all. Like, uh, actually like a 10-day, whatever. (laughs) It's been a minute for her and her family. Um, I'll let her kind of dig into the details if she wants to later on here, but suffice it to say, it started with a strep throat diagnosis for M and ended with dog x-rays and there was just a lot happening in between. So, um, I thought that I would just come on here by myself and talk a little bit about, um, how it's probably fine to call on your village sometimes or if a friend needs you to be the village. So I know we've talked about, um, everybody's heard the adage, like it's, uh, it takes a village, you know, to raise your children basically. And I find that there is no moment where that is more true than when you have these weeks or these months or these years where there's just... It's not there it's never one thing at a time where it's just like all the things happening at one time. And um I think before you can really recognize that you need people in your life and you need your village, you kind of have to it goes hand in hand with that idea of self-care. And I know I've mentioned before that self-care, when I say self-care, I'm not talking about like having a glass of wine in the bathtub at night like that's cool I mean if that's if you want to do that that's fine um and if you find that relaxing neat but I've I'm talking about actually taking care of yourself on a regular basis and I found um a I don't know she's a writer Brianna Weist, I want to say is how you say her name. I don't know. I found her through Instagram through somebody else that I follow. Last name is W-I-E-S-T. I want to give credit where credit is due. And um, she, somebody had snapped a picture of this poster that she had written and it said, um, it kind of said more eloquently like what I think about self-care. And she says, self-care is often a very unbeautiful thing. It is making a spreadsheet of your debt, enforcing a morning routine, cooking yourself healthy meals, and no longer just running from your problems and calling a distraction a solution. It is sweating through a workout or confronting a toxic friend, getting a second job to save money, or figuring out a way to accept yourself so that you're not constantly exhausted from trying to be everything all the time. True self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life you don't need to escape from. And that sometimes means doing means doing the ugliest thing you have to do. And I just, that resonated with me. I think that there's more to it, obviously. She was, you know, being succinct here. But um, that idea of self-care being doing the work to, to make life something that you don't need an escape from... And I think that part of that idea of self-care and full person self-care is building your village and knowing that you have people that you can call on when you need help and that you can also be that support system for someone else. And I think that this in this world that we're living in now, especially with the last year, everything being so virtual and us being so disconnected, 
I know I'm not the only person who has felt like this year it was extra hard to build friendships. And I'm not saying like meeting new people. Um, I mean, that was hard anyway, but I'm talking about just like maintaining the friends that I have and really keeping healthy friendships and a healthy support system um, outside of our family that we're seeing on a regular basis. And I um, wanted to just throw out some ideas and I hope that maybe these will inspire other people, but also maybe people will write (laughs) to me um, on our Facebook page and our Instagram and just kind of throw ideas out there of ways that you can build your village and support each other because we all need it. So as I'm going through this list, I do just want to point out that the things that I'm talking about on this podcast are reciprocal. Like they go both ways. If you are going to build a friendship with somebody, you can't, you, it's hard to maintain that friendship if you're always the person giving or if you're always the person taking. And that is not to say that there aren't times in life where you should be giving of yourself. Like, I don't want to make it sound selfish. I'm, I'm just, that's a different kind of friendship. That's a different kind of relationship to be, to help someone who can't help you in return. I, that is incredibly important. I just need to make the distinction that I, I don't want people to feel like they need to be giving of themselves all the time. There are friendships where you, where it's reciprocal and it's so hard to make that distinction as women. Sometimes I think that we get into this, this mode where we just want to help and it's out of a genuine caring for people, but then we, we kind of forget to ask for help. And so those are the kinds of things, um, that, that I think that we need more practice at as uh, typically as women. Um, and so that's just the reality is that it, it kind of needs to go both ways in some of these moments because otherwise you, you aren't being taken care of and it's okay to ask for help. And I guess that's my whole point of saying all that is it is, it is good to ask for help. That's not only does it help you, but you're also like that vulnerability takes your friendship with somebody to the next level. And I am not saying that you should do that with everyone. You, we all have relationships where there just need to be boundaries. And some of those people are your family and some of them are your friends. And I don't know who it is for you, but you probably recognize those people. And that's again, a different kind of relationship. I'm talking about your village, the people who you trust to help you like raise your kids, like these people are in your life. And so showing that vulnerability is just going to, it's going to serve so many purposes as far as like deepening those friendships. And that's something that I have had to work on and learn. (laughs) And I'm not saying I'm good at it. Um, I'm just saying that that's a thing that I'm learning to do. So I'm sharing it with you. Um, so for example, in, I'll just use Kayla and I as an example. We're clearly friends. You all know that our kids are being raised together. <laughs> um, and so, uh, we kind of, she is like my person who I can call sometimes and we have an understanding where, um, I can call her and I can, we have different kinds of conversations. And so there's some conversations where, I'm just so frustrated and I need to say something to a person who knows my family and knows me and knows that I am speaking out of context, 
that I am only saying my side of the story, that I am venting. And so I can even call her and say, listen, I just need to vent for five minutes and say things to you that I can't say to anybody else. And she knows my kids. She knows my spouse. She knows, you know, like my work situation, whatever it is that I need to call and just unload about so that I don't take it out on my kids and my spouse. And it's, it's great to have a friend like that. And you, you know, I don't call her and do that a whole lot. And she doesn't call that call and do that a whole lot with me, but you just have those days where you don't want to blow up at your kids. And so you need a friend to be able to do that with. And, and it's been so helpful, especially with the kids that are younger because they don't understand how things kind of grate on you. And it's, it's far better that I can call her and, and have that moment than to just explode at my kids at bedtime because they won't get their pajamas on or whatever. Um, which isn't, isn't the reason that I'm mad, you know? (laughs) So, um, with that said, there's also times where, um, in friendships, like I'll notice something or my friend will notice something about me. Um, again, I'll just use Kayla as an example. And we, I don't want to say like we call each other out about our negative characteristics, but like we challenge each other. And so there'll be things that I do or that she does that it's like, well, have you thought about why you're doing that? Or I think that maybe you need to rethink this decision um, and things like that. And to so to have those people in your life who you trust to be that sounding board. And, and I have several people in my life like that. I think that it's important to have more than one um, like opinion coming into your life. And you want to have people who are at different stages in life kind of speaking that into your life. But I think it's good to be friends with people who are going to be honest with you and who aren't going to be your cheerleader all the time um, and who will speak honestly about what's going on in your life and what's going on in their life because it, it is a two-way street again. And so things like that help you to deepen those friendships and to build that village that, that I'm talking about where you have those close, deep friendships and you know each other's character and that's just so, so important, especially in this age of like raising kids around all this just mess that we have out in the world right now. Um, another thing that we just kind of do for each other is like simple things like sharing kid watching. So, you know, um, somebody needs to, wants to go on a date with their spouse. I don't see anything wrong with asking your village to help you with that. If you want to go out for dinner and I don't know if you've ever taken young kids out for dinner, but like it's a disaster every time, at least for me, maybe your kids are super well behaved and can sit there for two hours. Mine can't. Um, so we will ask friends if they want to trade babysitting. And if you don't have a friends, like a, a couple or a friend who you're comfortable doing that with yet, then I highly recommend having dinner with that couple in their home or in your home a few times and building that friendship as a family. And that way you know that your kids, how your kids behave there, your kids understand like the rules there, their kids understand the rules at your house, you're all on the same page. And then, you know, saying, hey, do you guys want to trade date nights? We'll go out Saturday night. You guys go out Friday night or what, you know, however that works. But um, having those people who who you can rely on to watch your kids so you can go do that or 
who you can rely on to watch your kids so you can go to the grocery store if that's your like cup of tea. I order my groceries online. I'm gonna be totally honest. I pay the money to let somebody else watch or to let somebody else buy my groceries. I used to love to go to the store and drop all the sales and now it's not worth it for me. But if that's what you like to do, ask a friend to watch your kids so you can go to the grocery store or ask uh your friend's husband if he wants to hang out with your husband and y'all can they can watch the kids and you and your friend can go to the store together that's fun um so yeah just a another idea um another thing that Kayla and I actually do a lot and I think we've talked about this before is share dinner so like responsibilities for dinner (laughs) um so I talked about, you know, having meals together with another family, but we made it a thing where every week we would alternate who was having dinner one night, who was hosting dinner, and always on a weeknight, a school night, um, and always something cheap and easy that the kids will eat, but that the adults like too. And that was the deal. It was um, Kayla would cook one night, like one Tuesday night or whatever. She picked the night and then... The next week I would cook on like Wednesday night and they would come over and then whoever was going over to the other person's house didn't have to worry about dinner that night, didn't have to worry about cleaning up. I mean, clearing the dishes and stuff, but like, you know, cooking and cleaning and all that. And so it's just really nice because it's only once every two weeks that you, but you get a night, it's a little break and you have adult conversation and the kids all play together in the backyard. So they're happy too. So, and then everyone goes back home at 630 and takes their little baths and gets in bed. Perfect. Um, other things you could do to like build those friendships and build your village, um, join a book club or, uh, share a Netflix series and you don't have to do it together. Like you can just be reading the same book and then you have something else to talk about that's in common and then you can build your friendship from there. Um, or a TV series or whatever it is that you like to do. Um, it's also okay to like ask someone to just go take a walk with you. If you like running like I do, cool. Hopefully you can find somebody to run with. There's not a whole lot of those people out there right now. Um, but, or if you do like running and you're listening to the podcast, talk to me on, uh, on Facebook or Instagram. I'll run with you. Not fast. We can't, I mean, I'm not there yet, but if you want to run my pace, you can come with me. Um, but ask someone to exercise with you. You would be shocked how much easier it is, maybe you wouldn't be shocked. Everybody's probably experienced this. How much easier it is to talk to someone and like let the conversation flow when you're out on a walk together. So especially if you are having one of those challenging conversations or if you have something that you wanna ask the person's advice about or whatever, go outside, go on a walk. Take the kids with you if you need to and just let them like ride their bikes and scooters, you know, 20 feet ahead of you and then they won't be able to hear your private conversation. Um, Speaking of that, that's like the meeting up for things. Um, That's a huge thing that I personally have needed to ask for help from my village (laughs) for is grace when it comes to timing of getting there. This is like a very me thing. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's everybody. I don't know, but I, I feel insecure when I am running late to things and my husband's work schedule means that a lot of times if we are going hiking or meeting somebody for dinner or something on a weekend, um, I have all three kids by myself 
and it doesn't matter. I can get up and start getting ready three hours before we have to leave and it won't matter. We will still be 15 minutes late. I don't know why. I, I honestly don't know why. Like we, I'm getting them in there sh- with their shoes on, going to the bathroom 30 minutes before we have to leave and still something happens. Somebody poops, somebody throws up some, or spits up, whatever, you know, something happens. Somebody's hungry. Somebody forgot their transformer somewhere. Anyway, long story short, one thing that I have kind of, that I've really appreciated in this season of life with young kids is that my friends are willing to give me that buffer, I guess. I try so hard to get there on time and then it takes me forever to get them all out of the car seats and into the pack or the stroller or whatever it is that we're doing and unload the bikes and unload the scooters and all this stuff. And my the friends that we have been spending time with and really doing life with have been just so gracious. Like, So if you're the friend who is always waiting on someone else, thank you. And if you're the friend who is always late, I hope that you find friends that are giving you that buffer and giving you that space to just kind of get yourself together everywhere you go. <laughs> so um, if you happen to be running around with a mom who seems organized, but also kind of seems like she's a chicken with her head cut off running around. Thanks for being patient. And um, one thing you can always offer to do is hold the baby. Let me just put that out there. The baby, holding the baby in one hand while doing everything else is always complicated. Um, Even if it's your third baby and you're pretty good at it by now, it's still easier if someone just holds the baby. (laughs) So thanks. So there are lots and lots of ideas um, of ways that you can both ask for help and give help and build your village. But I just want to, I want to put it out there that since we've started this podcast, so many women have come to us and said, I feel this way. I feel, um, I feel isolated in motherhood. I feel lonely in motherhood. Uh, motherhood it's it's from the moment that baby's born it's no longer about you and I think for a lot of people that's kind of like expected but it still feels like a shock um when you're breastfeeding and you or even formula feeding if you're giving your taking your kid to put him down for a nap anything you have to separate yourself from the adult conversation to go take care of the baby and then when they're uh you know three four and five you have to eat your food cold because you're cutting up the, the kids' food and feed, making sure that they sit still and feed them. And then you don't go to sleep on time because you're taking care of their laundry or the bl- pillow and blanket they have to take to preschool. Um, so there's just always every stage that I've experienced so far. Other moms have just talked about how lonely it is. And I... I think that this is a thing that we can fix. I don't think that, I don't think it needs to feel this way all the time. And so I just hope that if you're feeling lonely and you don't feel like you have a village, that you reach out. Um, And maybe there's some ways that we can get connected if you're local or help you find a group if you're not. And um, 
otherwise talk to the people who are, you know, the other baseball moms or the other preschool moms or whatever, and use some of these ideas and try to connect. So, um, just keep in mind that if you're having a rough week, or even if you're not, it's probably fine to call on your village.